재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. You're listening to Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Time once again now for Who's Who. It's our weekly spotlight on historic, fascinating, unique figures that have made a difference in Korean history or culture. And we're joined now by our biographer slash reporter, Jongbok Lee. Hey, Jongbok. Hey, Kurt. I don't think there's many people out there that will not recognize this name that we're doing this week. Mm, Douglas MacArthur. Mm-hmm. He is a five-star general who serves the U.S. in two world wars and Korea. And the Korean mm-hmm. conflict or the Korean War, depending on mm-hmm. which terminology you use. Um, yeah. He's the one uh, who made a bold move. Landing U.S. forces in Incheon during the Korean War, and when Korean army and the U.N. forces were literally cornered in the southeastern corner of the Korean Peninsula, they were struggling to fight off the North, and then boom, boom, Incheon kind of turned the tide, turned mm-hmm. the tide of the the, the war uh, in a matter of days, really. Yeah, well, some people thought he was a great war hero, and others, including the U.S. president, thought he was a lunatic. <laughs> so let's uh, get into his background mm-hmm. and his life. Uh, this was a man who ate, slept, lived, and breathed army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was literally born on army base in Arkansas in 1880. His grandfather received the Medal of Honor for his actions in the American Civil War. His father was a distinguished general of America, and his older brother was also an army man. Mm. Uh, he was educated at West Point. From there, he served his country for almost every military conflict for the next 40 years. What kind of commands did he take on? Well, in the World War II, he commanded the Southwest Pacific. He liberated the Philippines from Japanese rule and famously oversaw the surrender of Japanese in 1945 Mm -hmm. when the World War II ended. Uh, He was appointed the Supreme Commander of the Allies and remained in occupied Japan from 1945 to 1950 before the Korean War broke out. So he was the effective ruler of Japan. Korean War breaks out June 25th. Uh, the waves of steel roll mm-hmm. across the 38th parallel in 1950. Right. Yeah, Seoul was totally unprepared. Uh, the capital was occupied in just three days. Uh, the UN decided to commit troops in support of South Korea, and MacArthur was appointed the head of the UN force. The Allies went through a series of defeats, however, and a month later they were pushed down, down south, all the way to Nakdong River uh, near Daegu. So that's pretty far down south. Yeah, and, Seoul yeah. fell in a couple of days when the, the North days. Koreans. Yeah, three yeah. days when the North Koreans first came. It was uh, pretty knuckle whitening for the people back then, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the fact that they were able to rally the UN forces so quickly. I think it's probably a one-off in history. I doubt that would ever be possible again, yeah. uh, especially the way the UN is structured now. But mm-hmm. uh, you had a pretty resounding commitment for the international community to back a U.S.-led force. Mm-hmm. And General MacArthur was right at the tip of the spear. Uh, this famous Incheon landing, mm-hmm. very much, you know, landing on those. You, you can drive by on the airport express yeah. and you see those mucky, muddy mm. Incheon mudflats. And you, I can't even imagine putting a shoe down in that. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are putting tank treads and amphibious vehicles right. and yeah. uh, boots, heavy packs. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how that came about. 
Yeah, I mean, at the time, uh, military specialists they opposed the plan. Uh, landing in Incheon, as you said, had a variety of challenges: narrow port channels, extreme tides. Experts said uh, said chances for success was one in five thousand. Never tell me the odds. To quote <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo said that. Never tell me the odds. That's oh, yeah. kind of like what MacArthur's ah, attitude must have been like. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, Incheon Landing, he actually, and MacArthur envisioned the plan since days after the beginning of the war. He thought it was the only way to turn the tide. Yeah. And um, so they moved the troop behind enemy lines. Sure. So they wanted to attack from both sides, from south. And, you know, uh, it's like on the waist of the Korean Peninsula. In cut Chun. the supply lines yeah. to all of those North Koreans that are pushing down towards Busan. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut their supplies of gas and food and fuel and reinforcements. Mm-hmm. And suddenly those uh, North Koreans pushing down are, are pretty well weakened. Yeah, and what, what's, what was interesting was that Kim Il-sung, the leader of the North Korea at the time, he probably knew about MacArthur's plan. I mean, there are spies. It's a war. Yep. But uh, they didn't really prepare it for it well because they thought they wouldn't succeed. And they were probably proud uh, mm. by uh, because they uh, won, won the series of wars for one month. Yeah, they were rolling down towards Busan so fast mm-hmm. that they probably figured the Blitzkrieg will be over while those guys are uh-huh. still stuck in the mud over in Incheon. Yeah. And then uh, when, once we collect the entire peninsula, then we'll go and negotiate their surrender. Yeah. But uh, things turned out a little bit differently. They did break those North Korean supply lines after all, didn't they? Yeah, it totally changed the course mm. of the war. But there are mixed views on MacArthur, as you said in the beginning, about MacArthur and his operation. Uh, and most Koreans remember him as a hero who devised brilliant strategies mil- and military maneuvers that helped save Korea, uh, South Korea, from falling into the hands of communist North, mm-hmm. which is true. Uh, and it is also thanks to many war veterans that South Korea is where it is today. Uh, but America things otherwise. Uh, It's criticized by American politicians because of what happened after the Incheon landing. Um, MacArthur wanted to, you know, push into North Korea even further, crossing the 38th parallel uh, to completely defeat the communist forces. And then President uh, Truman went along with this plan, but worried that the communist government of the People's Republic of China might take the invasion as a hostile act. And China actually uh, warned that they would intervene if the UN forces were to cross the 38th parallel. Yeah, but MacArthur, almost in the same strategic mistake that the North Koreans made about writing off the Incheon landing, Mm -hmm. uh, he kind of said, ah, that's bluster. They're not going to do it, right? Yeah. And then did push up almost uh, really to the Chinese, almost to the Chinese border. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to make air quotes here. Chinese volunteers uh, <laughs> signed up. Volunteers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> a whole lot of them. Uh, Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. What, what, a, what a great volunteer spirit those uh-huh, guys had. Uh-huh. Um, signed up to push the UN forces back. And then it right. got to that stalemate at the 38th parallel. Yeah, exactly. When he came back to the United States, uh, he was widely welcomed in 1951, and he gave a very dramatic televised farewell address to the Congress. Mm. And the general ended with a very famous quote from an old army song, all soldiers never die, they simply fade away.
So, yeah, he kind of did that too. I mean, you don't right. hear much about him after those mm-hmm. days. He died, and he's he's got a memorial in Virginia, but that's about it. Yeah, he lived uh, basically quiet, out of the public eye. Mm. And- Douglas MacArthur, he. he yeah, he's certainly uh, a, a major figure, and uh, there's no shortage of things to talk about when you bring his name up. Jungbok, thank you for bringing us that profile. Thank you, Kurt. And Planet Korea is up next.